Hey, Veriton friends, this is Mike Bradley, Veriton's energy strategist. We wanted to drop you a quick review for the week of April 29th for energy equities, bonds, and commodities. In addition, we wanted to highlight some key economic stats and energy events to look for in the coming week. We indicated uh, last week that there would be an abundance of oil services reporting highlighted by land drillers, a few EMPs, mostly natural gas levered, uh, both U.S. oil majors, a couple of the largest U.S. refiners, and a handful of clean energy companies, mostly solar. And this is how things played out this last week. From a performance standpoint, the S&P energy uh, was around flattish. EMPs were up around 1%. Oil services were down about 3.5%, the worst performing subsector in energy. Oil majors were about flat. Refineries were up 5%. They were the best performing subsector. Clean energy was down about a percent and a half to 2%. The S&P was down about a percent and a half to 2%. And 10-year bonds were at 2.9%, which was about flattish week over week. From a commodity standpoint, Brent oil ended the week around $110 per barrel. That's up around 3%. WTI ended up about $107 a barrel. That was up 5%. U.S. natural gas was around $710 per MMBTU. That was up around 8 to 9%. And European natural gas was up around $32 in MMBTU. That was up around 3%. And coal domestically and European coal were around flattish for the week. Now, economic stats that you need to be focused on this week. It's really the May 3rd FOMC meeting. This is when the Fed's going to meet, Tuesday and Wednesday of next week. Consensus is for a 50 basis point increase in the Fed funds rate. A wild card would be a 75 basis point increase. We don't think that's there. Consensus around 50 basis points is uh, where people are focused on right now. What do we have to look forward in the coming week? It's going to be a boatload of large cap EMPs are going to be reporting. Two of the biggest issues on the calls will be 22 CapEx budgets and return of capital. From a CapEx budgeting standpoint, after seeing momentum in OFS pricing, there's going to be a laser focus on EMP's 22 CapEx budget creep. We think there will be some level of creep. The real question is how much. Investors are looking to see if public EMPs begin reaching out now for equipment in fear of not being able to have that equipment as they move into 2023. And so that's going to be a real, real key here. On the return of capital front, the big differentiator is going to be who's doing well with their free cash flow. I think most people expect that they're going to be giving a lot of their free cash flow back. So that's not going to really be a big thing. You know, from a buyback standpoint, you know, guys are going to start to real question, why are you buying stock at 15 to 20% higher than last quarter? You know, from that standpoint, we think that's going to be return of capital is probably not going to be as big a focus as it has been over the last couple of quarters. And so with that, you know, weekly review, we wanted to hit on a few key themes that were prevalent this last week within energy and a couple insights that may have gone unnoticed outside the traditional energy space. First, let's talk about some news that may have slipped through the cracks. At Citigroup's annual shareholder meeting, Citi shareholders rejected a proposal, only 12.8% in favor for Citi to seize loans and financing to fossil fuels companies. We highlight to say this, that the pendulum seems to be slowly swinging back to a more rational conversation about fossil fuel companies. Why? The city vote plus Larry Fink's annual newsletter highlighting that BlackRock doesn't pursue divestment of oil and gas companies as a policy. And furthermore, that traditional fossil fuels like natural gas will play an important role in transition is a bit of a about face. You also throw in a couple of LNG facilities received permits this last week from the DOE, and these are examples of how a surge in energy prices have resulted in a definitive change of tone from politicians and fund managers, especially as they step back and prioritize energy security over unrealistic net zero goals. Now, as it relates to traditional energy-centric themes this past week, several themes were pronounced for land drillers, natural gas-levered EMPs, and U.S. oil majors and refiners. First, land drillers. 
Within the land drillers, it was a pretty apparent from leaders that super spec rigs are very tight today with leading edge day rates in the 30,000 a day range. As good as that sounds, higher day rate momentum will continue through the balance of 2022 because leaders like Helmrich, with the highest percentage of idle rigs right now, are indicating that capital spending will be held in check, which means that rig activations will be minimal. Furthermore, Helmrich's indicated their focus is on pricing and is targeted towards 50% type margins, which is something that we haven't seen or achieved since 2014. Bottom line, this action is extremely bullish for the entire land rig industry, and so 22 and 23 earnings revisions are headed much higher. This pricing power is one of the key reasons we indicated in early 22 that oil services would be the top energy subsector in 2022. We still stand by that thesis. Second, natural gas EMPs. Most of the public EMPs, especially those most leveraged to natural gas, reported this past week. Most reported solid results on the back of surging natural gas prices, and most have already laid out and executed on return of capital programs, which are only going to get larger. However, what we found interesting, especially from EQT's Q1 call, is that it was really focused on, and they doubled down on their prior LNG initiative that they rolled out around the CIRA conference, which was entitled Unleashing U.S. LNG. The reason we think this is important is because it looks and sounds like a handful of natural gas delivered EMPs are beginning to look at their roles as the U.S. dramatically expands its efforts on LNG exports through 2030. And those roles might not be just confined to long-term production contracts, but could very well encompass equity financing of LNG projects, but that will be very dependent on achieving investment-grade balance sheets. Finally, U.S. oil majors and refinery themes. Both Chevron and Exxon reported their Q1 results, and what really stood out is they really ramped up their return of capital program, especially on the share buybacks with Exxon, boosting their share buybacks by year-end 23 from $10 billion a year to $30 billion a year. Why we think this is interesting is both CEOs were called in front of Congress recently, and so the increased buyback might not be a good look and can result in some political backlash as gasoline and especially diesel prices are higher today than they were a few weeks back when they were in front of Congress. Finally, from a refining standpoint, key results from the largest refiners were spectacular. And this quarter results didn't even capture the full benefit of surging diesel cracks, which are at hitting 30-year highs. This was a key reason why the refining sector was the best performing sector in energy uh, last week. That's a wrap up of last week's high points, as well as some key items you should be focused on in the coming week. So have a great weekend.